Hey, it's Bronze and Modern Gods. I am John. And I'm Richard. Hey, we are here with you on a Monday. Hope everybody's doing well. We've got our underrated books of the week. We've got our hot book of the week and our main topic. What are we looking for in 2022? In life? More like in, in comic books. Oh, okay. For our comic book collections. <laughs> We're going to be going over our top wanted, most wanted books for the next year. Let us know how your list compares to ours. By the way, if you're not following us at Facebook and Instagram at Bronze and Modern Gods, why don't you do that for us? And if you like this video, hit like, hit subscribe, hit the notification bell. All those things help us reach more people like you. And that's a nice little community that we want more to be a part of. So thank you for that. And it's time now for our Hot Book of the Week. What is it, Richard? Yeah, this week the hot book is, surprisingly enough, Spider-Man number one from 1990. What is happening? I'm confused. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we're seeing us, uh, we're seeing interest in these high-volume books. There, this this was not a rare book, people. Uh, the print run was over two million for, for this particular book. Uh, there are a number of different versions of it. There's a direct version. There's a polybag uh, direct version, which is for the newsstand. There was a silver. There was a gold. A gold UPC, which seems to be fairly rare, and then finally a platinum. So there's a lot of different versions. The main thing for this book, though, is that iconic Todd McFarlane cover. That's the one. And people love this book. And Todd is having a bit of a comeback with uh, his uh, gunslinger spawn and the spawn universe happening and hopefully more movies and things like that. So people are just bullish on Todd McFarlane. This book x-men number one x-force mm -hmm. number one i see these go up and i'm just i shake my head I, I was managing a store you know at this time you know well richard you know we yeah. have cases literal unopened cases of this book in the back room and i guess supply and demand you know it just took 30 years <laughs> <laughs> but i still think that you know there there are still warehouse finds for this for this title oh. there there are cases still sitting there unopened um all these years later and if this book continues to rise, you'll see those kind of show up in uh, in eBay listings. I also think there's a lot of younger kids. Yeah, I say younger kids, but I mean adults in their 20s <laughs> <they don't, laughs> who like Todd McFarlane and weren't around for this. Mm -hmm. And they don't have a copy of it. And they don't realize that we were sitting on unsold copies forever. Uh, I will say two of these variants are genuinely tougher to find. The gold second print newsstand edition. Mm -hmm. Uh, that is a tough one. It's selling for about $241 uh, for 90-day GPA, although the last sale was just for $153. A little outlier there on the low end. And that Platinum uh, Edition, which was uh, an incentive given to retailers as kind of a thank you for ordering so many of these. <laughs> thank you. Those are going for, uh, you know, slabbed uh, in a 9.8, $3,500, which is nothing to sneeze at. Raws are about 300 bucks. I wouldn't say they're 9.8s of raws if they're sitting around on eBay for 300 bucks. <laughs> now, this, 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 there's over 10,000 of these platinum variants out there. Um, the thing is, Marvel. Pause for a second. 10,000 platinum retailer incentives. So let me take you back to 1990. There were 10,000 uh, retailers because you yeah. had people that were like selling uh, baseball cards and, and sports cards, getting into comics. And, and just it's amazing. We had 10,000 of these retail accounts back then. That just struck me. Yeah, you're right. We've, we've definitely slimmed down over the years. 
Uh, but I guess the the paper used on this platinum cover um, was a a better paper than uh, Marvel typically used. They wanted to, to kind of reward those those uh, retailers with this platinum variant. But apparently, the paper did did not handle the uh, print run very well. So there are um, you know the typical binder, bindery spine um, uh, flakes that show up on on some of the books that DC puts out, for example. Yeah, so, they probably needed a heavier stock to handle that ink. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, if you see that on the spine, it's not necessarily a an issue for, for to be concerned about grading because this, this is a known manufacturer issue with this particular book. Still, 10,000 is not, even though it's going for 3,500, um, 10,000 really uh, makes this not a rare book. Right. Yeah, so, there's... Well, I have to wonder how many of those 10,000 stayed with the retailer. You know, I know my boss at the time kept his. He wasn't letting it go anywhere. This is before eBay. Mm -hmm. uh, so I don't who knows where it ended up, you know, in, in the ensuing years. But uh, yeah, 10,000 is a pretty heady number for uh, a variant. But, you know, this 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 goes to, I, I think, the current trend of iconic covers rising in value you've got this book which which is easily one of the most recognizable uh todd mcfarland covers uh you've got spawn number one that has been going up in value here recently so i, I think people need to to respect even with that print quality or print quantity they need to respect this book as as a title and quick quiz richard what is the first time this cover was homaged by todd uh i don't know what Spawn number eight. Uh -huh. First time Todd homaged himself and the signature McFarland after me. <laughs> well, at least he gave himself credit. Hello, <laughs> you, Todd. All right. Time for our main topic this week, which is our most wanted books for our personal collections in 2020. That's right. We're talking about ourselves now. Oh, you mean 2022? 2020? What? Am I? Did I just jump into a time machine? <laughs> Don't go back to 2020, please. Oh, if I'm looking forward to it, let's go in the time machine. 2020, it's going to be a great year. Nothing's going to happen, anybody. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh. Uh -oh. What's wrong with me? 2022, our most wanted books for 2022. Yes, it's all about us, us, us. But Hang out with us, hear what we're looking for. Maybe it's something that you are in line with. Maybe you're re thinking, why are you guys looking for those books? We want to hear your comments. But first, Richard is going to hit us with his first wanted book for 2022. What is it? Well, you know, I had to have on my list someplace a Miles book. How much? Uh, <laughs> Miles of Morales. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is Ultimate Comics, all new Spider Man number one, specifically the Pacelli sketch cover. A mouthful. Mm -hmm. um, this is a um, this is a ghost. You I know, mean, we talk about ghosts. We talked about books that just don't show up very often. They are very very rare. Uh, I would consider this an ultra rare book. Uh, it is the sketch version of the regular Pacelli cover, which itself is a rare cover. Uh, so it's black and white. It was given out in, in some very specific circumstances first there was a marvel ret uh, retailer uh reach resource center giveaway for the first 10 shops that uh had signings for astonishing x-men number 51 that was the the, the famous gay marriage of north star and kyle Jinadu 
um, uh, back in 2011. So if, if, if you were one of, the, one of the first 10 stores, you got a copy of this book. Then there was supposedly also um, Diamond gave away uh, copies if you ordered 5,000 of uh, Ultimate Fallout number four or the sec first print or the second print, uh, you got a copy of this book as well. Um, Let me jump in here. Um, you were expected to order 5,000 copies of a comic book in order to get this incentive. Isn't that crazy? Isn't in that crazy? 2011? Yeah. So uh, first of all, if you ordered 5,000 copies of Ultimate Fallout number four, good for you, man. You are loaded right now. <laughs> Way to think forward. <laughs> I mean, screw Bitcoin. You're, you're, <laughs> you're in it, buddy. But yeah, that's a little crazy. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Think of how many of, of, of the uh, variants you would have got, the, the ratio uh, variants. Right? Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, there are, there are an undetermined number of books. There's also rumors of of additional copies given away at, at uh, other conventions. So right now there are four of these books on this on uh, 9.8s on the census out of a total of six. Mm. So this is a real, real, real hard book to come by. Uh, I have only seen one copy on eBay uh, since I've been looking for it. And the seller wanted $35,000 for the book. A bargain. Yeah. Um, I don't even I don't know if this is obtainable there. I mean, if, if the print run is as small as it is, uh, it may be difficult. But, you know, given the, what we've seen in Walmart, um, you know, in, in their value packs, you never know. You, you beat me to it. I was just going to say, <laughs> what would you do if you went and bought a Walmart pack and you got one of these inside of it? You would just oh. You would lose your mind. I you? would. I would literally scream at the top of my lungs in the, uh, in the store. Yeah, it's, it's well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah i mean I, frankly this is one of those books i just want to see i want to if someone has a copy of this book or if somebody comes across please post a picture send us a picture um i would love to 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 actually see this book in person or at least a photograph of it in person uh, you know what i like about you richard you are not afraid to set goals for you that's right you don't get anything if you don't have goals <laughs> i mean <laughs> Oh, there are goals, and then there's like you, someone needs to take you aside and sit you down and go, Richard. Okay. <laughs> Here's how real life works. <laughs> hey, you know, I never thought I'd have a Marvel Family uh, comics number one either. Oh, that's true. Okay, uh, just re keep reaching for the stars, but keep your feet on the ground, as Casey Kasem would say. <laughs> All right, my first uh, wanted book for 2022 is Shocker Marvel Boy number one. This is the first appearance of the original Marvel Boy by Russ Heath, which is a decent issue. I've owned this in the past. I had a 7.0 before the big purge. And with issue two, though, it got taken over by Bill Everett. And it was a beautifully drawn, uh, really fun written book by Bill Everett. He really did some beautiful stuff on this. It only lasted for two issues. It was Marvel's attempt at, right in 1950 to create a science fiction-based superhero. did not take off. Uh, with issue three, it became a comic book called Astonishing, where you had a Marvel Boy lead story for the next few issues, probably unused inventory, and then uh, just basic sci-fi, fantasy, horror stuff, you know, filling out the rest of the issues. Now, 
this is a fairly inexpensive book for what it is. Uh, 4.0 sold this year in August for just $900. Compare that to what Yellow Claws go for, mm -hmm. and you'll see why I'm going to try to grab this book pretty quick. Marvel Boy would return later in the Marvel Universe in the Fantastic Four in the mid-70s as a villain called the Crusader. He kind of lost his mind and got consumed by his quantum bands. That's right. They were quantum bands he was wearing, and they were passed on to a man in S.H.I.E.L.D. named Wendell Vaughn, who became, everybody say it with me, Quasar. Quasar. Exactly. Now, with Quantum Mania coming to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, this book might take off. So I'm going to try to grab mine uh, pretty quick. So just pretend I didn't say anything, everyone. Just ignore <laughs> the last five-minute rant about Marvel Boy number one. Yeah, this is this is a book that's been on John's radar for a while. We ha he has a standing order with uh, myself and and uh, our friend Forrest. If we come across one in the convention, to to pick it up for him. So I, I definitely have, hope you get it. I have a number two. I do think number two is tougher to find. Um, so I'm I'm glad I've got that secured. But I just you know haven't focused enough to get a number one. So that is definitely next. Okay. Spe speaking of next, I don't think yours is going to be any tough thing for anyone to guess what your next one is yeah you know i had i had a list we, we we do um we do lists at least i do a list at the beginning of the year of what my goals are for the coming year in terms of comics and albedo number two has been on my list now for the last few years uh it is the first appearance of of usagi ujimbo it is uh, who is one of my favorite characters uh, I'm one of those people back in 1984 uh, that was reading um, uh, Stan Sakai's work, seminal work. It's great, great, great story, great, great character. And this is his first appearance. There are only 2,000 copies of this book in existence. And this is a really, really tough book. It is a black cover um, with some yellow uh, in the middle of it. But for the most part, the edges are, are black. Tough to get in the higher grade. There are only 263 on the census right now, which 15 of them are 9.8s. Definitely my grail book. The 9.8, though, <laughs> since the last sale in 2020 was $19,800. So not a cheap book. Uh, not a cheap book by any stretch of the means. Um, the prices have really, really spiked. I, I, I remember two years ago, I was looking at one. Uh, it was a... 7.0 for $3,500. And I was hemming and hawing about it because I, I wanted a higher grade. And so I lowballed the seller and he didn't, didn't accept. So I haughtily decided that I would just wait for the next one. I was not going to remind you of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was there and I witnessed the entire thing. It was brutal. You yeah, yeah. And then it seemed like within the month that was a $7,000 book. Um, the price had jumped that much. So, you know, I, I had an opportunity. This goes back to speaking. When you some, Sometimes when an opportunity presents itself, you need to take advantage of it because you may not get another opportunity. Yeah, but okay. You had your, your funny money with you mm -hmm. and you had $3,500 with you. You ended up getting your Fantastic Four number five. So if you had bought that Albedo, you would not have your Fantastic Four number five, which I think is the better buy. I, I totally I totally agree with you. Uh, it was 
you know, I only have so much, <laughs> so much money I can spend on this stuff. And um, my, my passion was for that Fantastic Four number five. And so I did get, I did secure that, that at that time. So, you know, it was, it was one or the other. And I picked the, the FF five and I, and I think it was the smart choice because those books are just, they're expensive, but they're also hard to find. So I think I, I came out uh, good. So now th that means here I have an opportunity here next this this coming year, uh, hopefully to to find one. If uh, if not uh, raw, then a, a nice graded one that I can afford. I agree. I think you made the right choice. I just remember the heartbreak <laughs> as you walked away from that dealer's table at the California Comic Con in January 2020. Yep, I, I still remember it was uh, short boxed had a booth there and they had it there in the booth and I looked at it and I looked at it and then I passed it by. And so um, we had a chance to invest in short box back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, no. we have to get Gene on the show. We need to get Gene on the show uh, and talk about, uh, talk about things, but uh, yeah, let's talk about their 2.5 million in venture funding. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations guys. Can I have some of that? All right. <laughs> my next book on my most wanted list for 2022 is a title near and dear to my heart. It is Young Men. Who doesn't love young men? <laughs> Get John some young men if you can. <laughs> Who can pass up young men, especially young men number 25? This issue of this strange title, which featured everything from stories for boys to race car stories and, and to war stories. They didn't know what to do with a title called Young Men Comics. So with issue 25, they revived Timely Comics Big Three. This is 1954. The Human Torch, Submariner, and Captain America all ended their runs in late 1949. Five years later, this was an early attempt at reviving these superheroes. Instead of fighting Nazis, now they fought the commies, those dirty reds. Oh, God. <laughs> this title featured the big three for five issues. It ended with issue number 28. I used to have a full run before the big perch. Blah, 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 John. We know. Blah, 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 John. We get it. Blah, 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 John. Stop telling us what you used to have. But I will say, if you're looking for this book, don't get fooled by the second print variant that was issued as part of a JCPenney comic collection through their catalog. Remember those, Richard? Christmas? Oh, yeah, I do. The big, thick catalog. Yeah. Yes. From the mid-90s. Uh, beware when buying this book on eBay. I bought one that was uh, graded as a very fine near mint, and the guy was only asking $400 for it. This is about 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow. Uh, I looked at all the pictures, and I was like, it looks great. He sends it to me, and it is indeed the JCPenney second print. You can only see that it's the second print on the back cover, which is a Stridex ad. That's the big, you know, the big giveaway. He did not have a picture of the back cover. And there's something in the small print on the back cover as well saying second print. Um, yeah, they didn't I, have Stridex back in the 50s. No, they did not. I believe back then for, for acne, you just beat your face against the wall. <laughs> sandpaper. I'm sure exactly. they use sandpaper. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and Comet. Um, I can't believe how few sales of the book of this book there have been on GPA this year. I've only seen three um, on GPA this year with a 3.5 going for just $407. I am really... Do you think people are holding on to their copies? 
I don't know if people are holding and hoarding or if this just is not in demand. I think a lot of a lot of us are aging out. You know, uh, I see things like Albedo too going for twenty thousand dollars, whereas this book is just not selling. I'm not sure. You guys, if you know in the comments, let us know. But I am in the market for young men. Always in the market for young men. <laughs> okay, my 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 next book. Um, I thought originally of picking one from each era, but this one keeps keeps coming up, and this is a, a current search of mine. Miracle Man number one, uh, specifically the gold uh, version from 1985, uh, Eclipse Publishing. Uh, Miracle Man number one is the first appearance of Miracle Man. The significance of this book is in, in 1985 at SDCC that year, they decided to give out promotional copies of this book signed by the writer Alan Moore. And if anyone knows anything about Alan Moore, Alan does not do signings. He is not what you're never going to see him at CGC uh, doing signings of his books. Um, so it was a rare occur occasion for this to happen. So they decided to um, have him sign uh, a number of books, 400 books for the, uh, this particular edition. And so he signed each copy and then someone went behind and numbered them one through 400. And uh, they have some extra ones as well. So sometimes you'll come across one that are signed by Alan Moore that aren't numbered. Or as a matter of fact, there was one just on eBay uh, in that in that situation. And those were in case something happened uh, in the process of signing or, or numbering the book. There is an extra copy that you could then use uh, use that for that number. Now they're called gold because as a uh, certificate of authenticity. Each book is, is, has with it a gold piece of paper uh, with information about the book. Uh, and and it's in, it was written by Stan Sakai. So, so you'll see Stan Sakai on, uh, on, on that uh, COA. And you'll also have the number of the book on that COA. Uh, there's also a blue uh, edition, uh, which has a blue piece of paper. Uh, these books came out of the first thousand copies of the print run for Miracle Man. There were 135,000 copies for the full run. Um, it is not recognized by CGC as a uh, signed book. Um, CGC, if you get this book, you won't you won't get it green labeled because Alan Moore signed the book on the first page as opposed to on the cover. If he had signed it on the cover you would get a green qualified label. But here you just you get a blue label, but it says writing uh, and number and in ink on first page on the, the label. That's the only kind of indicator that this is one of those uh, special books. So we really don't know how many are on, this, on the census right now. Wow. Um, so did you ever see one? Have you ever run across one? Yes, I've seen uh, there, there was a... There was one just on eBay. The auction just ended uh, for one of the non-numbered books. Uh, it was raw, and it ended up going for about four hundred dollars, if I remember correctly. There is a nine point six graded on this on uh, eBay right now for two thousand dollars, which is more than I'm willing to spend. Um, you know, the the last sale of in twenty twenty for nine point eight was three hundred twelve bucks. So I'm hoping to find one more closer to that than the two thousand dollar number. What do you think about the the unnumbered ones? Are those legit? 
they are legit, but I think they are less valuable than the ones that are actually numbered. Okay. Uh, and that's, that's, again, that was my preference. I wanted to get one of the numbered books. Uh, it, it's, you know, any of these books raw uh, are any of these books at all, really. It's difficult to quantify whether they're real or if they are counterfeit. So there's potential counterfeit uh, for these books, which is one of the reasons why I think the value, uh, you know, the what you should pay for this book should be tempered because, you know, it's it's a signature that you write in the inside cover and a number and a photocopied certificate of ownership you yeah. know it's 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 not difficult to fake is my opinion um so i you know i i would i would temper your your enthusiasm about it taking that into account but it's you know it's miracle man number one this is one of one of the seminal books for me reading comic books it, it taught me that everything wasn't for color in the comic book world and uh there was nuances there were um consequences to wielding the power that these super characters wielded and uh it was fascinating it, it changed my attitude towards you know superheroes as being these you know like superman this pantheon of virtue they're not they're they they can be flawed and they can uh make mistakes just like humans normal humans can do and this was my first real experience to that so this book has always been an important book to me and with issue number nine, it taught me where babies come from. All right. My next book is Captain America's Weird Tales number 74. Talk about being aspirational. I was joking with you earlier about being my oh, it is your turn to give me the same amount of grief because this book is it's really exploded. Uh, this was the last issue of the original Captain America run from the Golden Age that featured Captain America. There was one additional issue, number 75, of course, which was just nothing but horror stories. Cap wasn't even on the cover. Uh, this title was later revived for a short three-issue run in 1954, as I mentioned when we talked about young men. Can't keep talking about young men. Um, but Captain America Weird Tales number 74 is a tough book. But I will say it shows up for sale a lot more often than you would think. Uh, a 4.5 sold this year for $12,620. A 9.2 from the Promise Collection sold this year for $204,000. I will say that 9.2 from the Promise Collection got a real nice gift grade with a bow on top of it. That ain't, that ain't no 9.2. Take a look at it sometime. Um, go ahead. I would, I would love to see, I would have loved to have seen those promise books before they were slabbed and, you know, be able to, 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 to give some predictions of what they graded. I'm, I'm sure they kind of got an advantage over the curve. I don't know, but I will say that's a generous 9.2. Mm -hmm. Um, now I had a 2.5 that I got raw off of eBay from a seller in Canada, about nine years ago, I paid over 3K for it. And boy, waiting for that thing to be shipped from Canada was like the most nail-biting experience. <laughs> I was like, is this legit? Is it going to come through? Am I going to be covered if it gets damaged? I had it delivered to work instead of home because I was so worried about it getting stolen. And it came through, you know, and it was about a 2.0. And I pressed it and I got a 2.5 out of it. And then blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I sold it in the purge, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I think that has put me at a disadvantage. 
because now I have a hard time uh, paying the prices I'm seeing for it now because yeah. in the back of my mind, I'm like, I only paid $33,000 for that book. I'm not going to pay any more for that condition. And I got to get over that if I really yeah. Hey, somebody only paid 10 cents for that book, John. I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to get over that. But it's still a weird thing that happens with me is like, you know, I've done this long enough that I have in my mind, oh, this is what I paid for it back mm -hmm. then. And that's what it's worth. And now, John, um, things uh, increase in value over nine years, especially Captain America's Weird Tales number 74, which, by the way, if you've never read it, it's on there's a CBZ of it. There's a digital file of it that floats around. It is not worth the hype. Um, basically, <laughs> the Red Skull's in hell, and he's mad that he's in hell. So he goes to the book of hell, and he like sneaks in and gets past the devil and writes Captain America's name in the book. And the rules are, if your name's in the book, then you have to go to hell. So the devil goes and brings Captain America to hell. Not, not for one second going, well, what's his real name? Uh, yeah, I can't... <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's a wacky story so basically mm -hmm. cap is like hey my name was written in there falsely and instead of going oh oop, mistake clerical error we're going to send you back to to earth the devil says okay but you got to fight the red skull and defeat him before we'll send you back to earth and guess what cap punches him once story's over <laughs> hey you know, a lot of these stories these golden age books you don't buy for the story i'm sorry um, by the way Spoiler alert, uh, if you're planning on buying a copy and reading it anytime soon. But yeah, uh, it's, it, it is insane. It's pretty insane. Yeah, this is an expensive book, but this is this is one of those blue chip books that, um, you know, it's an investment. Uh, I, I could see this book, you know, that 4.5 is 12.6. Now, in a year or two, that could be 14. And you know, it's going to continue to go up in value. So yeah, if you do manage to overcome your adverse university you know, towards uh, paying money for this book, I think this is going to be a good book to buy. I wish I had bought it 25 years ago when it was much more affordable. It was. Uh, like the next book, which is a part of the 25-year rule. Look. <laughs> it wasn't horrible though. that was serviceable I, that was serviceable all right dean let me know what you thought of that all right 25 year rule this week features and uh, the last issue of a title that ran for a lot longer than it really should have if you think about it and that is the red and stimpy show issue 44 this is the last issue of this humor title based of course on the infamous nickelodeon cartoon which i loved at least the yeah uh, the john chris Feluski uh era mm -hmm his name very problematic now sorry about that but 44 issues is a pretty decent run for a humor title yeah i'm surprised it ran that long especially during the crash in the mid 90s and like 94 95 it survived and still kept going uh strangely enough no gba sales for this issue uh but you can get it on ebay for about 25 bucks for a decent near mint copy it has of course a low print run because marvel 1996 had low print runs and this was a humor title and it was a last issue so it's fairly tough to find believe it or not there's a newsstand edition of this book as well oh, wow Good luck with that if you're looking for it. Um, there is a low-grade copy that just sold on eBay for about $8. Uh, 
So who knows what a 9.8 newsstand that Ren and Stimpy 44 would go for if anybody cared. I guess that's the first thing. I, I don't know. You know, that's Ren and Stimpy was just such a seminal cartoon back in the day. Uh, it was groundbreaking in, you know, it, it just took weird to a new level. So I could see people, you know, being a resurgence of this, of this uh, show. And if there is at some point in the next 10 years, you know, maybe people will come out looking for this book. Maybe we'll all catch space madness in one a full run of Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yes. Powdered toast, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Time for our underrated books of the week. Richard, I love yours. Yeah. Uh, my, my choice is uh, Adventure Comics number 267 from 1959. Uh, this is the second appearance of the Legion of Superheroes. Uh, Legion, if is, I've said this a number of times over this podcast, is one of it's. I started reading comic books because of the Legion of Superheroes. My dad gave me a stack of heavily read uh, adventure comics, uh, and they some had covers, some of them didn't. I didn't care. I read that stack over and over and over again. Uh, so you know, this is ingrained in in um, in my 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 psyche. But this is the second appearance of the Legion of Superheroes. The first appearance is is quite expensive. Um, this though allows, you know, it has characters like lightning lads, Saturn girl, Superboy, and cosmic boy. And I think it's going to be an important issue to, to, to have in your collection. Um, right now, DC comics are really getting a short shrift in terms of, uh, in competition with the MCU. Everybody wants the Marvel books. Everybody wants, you know, the Spider-Mans and the Wolverines. Um, I think mainly because DC has had a problem having a, a cohesive strategy for for their movies, uh, but eventually that's going to change. And and you know, right now is the perfect time to buy um, these these issues of the DC uh, keys um, while people are focusing on the Marvel keys because eventually they're going to turn. You know, the market will turn back to DC and the DCU. Uh, CGC, there's 240 on the census, um, the highest being 9.2s. Um, the, the, the pricing on this book is, it's not cheap, uh, but it's, but it's lower than you would think. This is a book from 1959. A 6.0 is $295. Uh, an 8.5, uh, goes for about $1,275, which to me from a, for a book from this era, uh, is just, uh, really, really reasonable. So you have an opportunity now to kind of buy these books, these these um, keys from DC while um, they're still relatively affordable. I think the Legion has just had the crap beat out of it as a concept over the last 10, 15 years, maybe even 20 years. Uh, ever since Crisis, uh, the Legion's just been used and abused, um, which is sad because it's a great concept. It had such a a, a rabid fan base in the seventies and the eighties that they had their own fanzines. They had, uh, there was the most popular DC title at one point in terms of sales. And just to see how they just let the Legion die on the vine. It makes me sad. Yeah. I, you know, it's, it's unfortunate. It's, it's a concept that has a never ending list of potential protagonists, Right. Um, you've, you've got your core characters, but then there's, there's all these other characters that you could write stories about and, um, to not take advantage of that kind of wealth of, of, uh, and breadth 
of characters is unfortunate. But I still think it's the Legion of Superheroes is one of those pillars of the DC uh, mythos. And we will eventually cycle through and, and um, Marvel, or Marvel, DC will take advantage of them in, in a way um, that's going to make investment in this book, I think, uh, a profitable. Uh, I have a theory as why it's it's just been so mishandled. Uh, the original concept of the Legion of Superheroes was about optimism. It took place in the future. It was a bright, shiny future where, you know, stuff happened, but there was enough faith in the youth that they were deputized and allowed to be uh, societies, the universe's protectors. Uh-huh. And they were always fighting for the greater good and, and for the future to be an optimistic place and we don't have time for optimism anymore it's all about cynicism it's all about dark 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 you can't have a dc universe moving (laughs) without rain pouring down in gray tones and brown tones and god forbid a primary color show up in a trailer for dc um all right i'll stop no but you're right uh you're right it 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 was it was uh birth in an era where things were simpler in terms of uh, plots and comic books, for example. And um, there weren't, there weren't the darker shades that we have, have explored here, you know, ever since things like uh, Frank Miller's the dark Knight and, well, wait, I, there were darker Legion reboots, the five years later reboot, mm-hmm. by uh, Levitz and Geffen. I love that. That's the one time I read the Legion regularly was that 80s reboot it, it can be done but there was always the the whole thing about five years later is the legion's been destroyed everything's in shambles and yet they're so optimistic they build it back up and they try to get back where they were and i don't think the solution is hiring brian michael bendis <laughs> yeah 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 I, I agree we'll see i mean it's 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 um there are so many potential storylines out of there yeah. That I th- I think that DC would be uh, be criminal if they don't take advantage of of their rich backlog of of characters and this this is to me is an unending source of uh, potential stories. It, it is. I mean, last week I don't know how many of you still listen to Howard Stern. He talked about Bouncing Boy for about an hour. <laughs> Did he really? <laughs> <laughs> How you know, it just it was a riff on how ridiculous Bouncing Boy was, but he knew about the Legion lore and everything. Uh, so it, you know, there's still some goodwill from us. Sure, sure. Uh, not not every Legion character is great. I mean, there's Matter Eater Lad. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's but but it, it's like you say, the optimism and um, people celebrated the unique the uniqueness of each character, and I think that's that's a powerful. Uh, it's a powerful thing to carry forward to the next generation. I agree. I'd love to see someone get a real fresh, unique take on it and, and try to bring it back to its prominence. So uh, we'll, we'll keep hoping. Meanwhile, I'm going to yell at all of you. Uh Oh, because my underrated book of the week is strange tales. 135. This is the first appearance of shield. Why is this so undervalued? I'm yelling at all of you, especially you Marvel universe people, you Marvel cinematic universe people. This, along with Strange Tales number 101, the first uh, Silver Age solo human torch story, 
these have always been the redheaded stepchildren of the Marvel Silver Age first appearances. That you know, before it was Ant Man, nobody cared about Ant Man. As important as Shield is to the Marvel Cinematic Universe, WandaVision, Avengers, Marvel's Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure why this book is still so undervalued. I'm going to give you an example. A 9.4 sold this year, which is really high grade for this book, mm-hmm. for $3,250. May I remind you, earlier this episode, a 9.8 of Albedo 2 sold for almost $20,000. <laughs> right. I mean, the first appearance of Brother Friggin' Voodoo is almost selling for as much, for gosh sakes. Throw me a bone here, people. Uh, why are people ignoring Strange Tales 135, Richard? That's a good question. I mean, maybe because there is no, um, I mean, you've, there's no iconic character that comes out of, of that book. You know, no, no single character like that, that would come out of like Albedo 2, for example. Yeah, I mean, you've got Nick Fury. Well, right. You got the first appearance of the eye patch. Um, it's not the same Nick Fury because it's not Samuel L. Jackson. Is that part of it? Maybe. No, I. You know, I. I don't think it is. I. I think. I. At least to me, I see comic book people identifying with, you know, the Caucasian Nick Fury with the eye patch and the cigar, and um, as well as with Samuel L. Jackson's portrayal of the character. I, I think I feel there's comfort to be able to support both of those. I just think that there isn't, you know, there isn't a, a, a singular character that you can latch on to for shield. It's like, here's the first issue, uh, the first appearance of the FBI, you know, it's, it's difficult to attach um, significance to a, an ideal versus an individual. And I, I think that I might be part of it. Though, because the first issue of GI Joe is basically the same thing. But uh, you got all those characters with all those names, and, you know, they're... Okay, all right. Yeah, you know. All right, you're right. The first issue of Nick Fury, by the way, or first issue of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, first appearance, if you've never read the story, it's basically uh, Nick Fury gets recruited by Tony Stark to lead up this new super spy organization. Hydra tries to kill him, and he says, sure, they tried to kill me, so I'll join. Um, <laughs> a, little, a little bit different than the MCU. Yeah, I guess he's like he likes danger, um, but uh, I, I just it makes me beat my head against the desk that this book is still so undervalued for as major as it is. Mm-hmm. I, maybe I'm alone. You guys, let me know in the comments. But until then, we are going to wave bye bye until our bonus episode later this week. Remember, Richard, what should they do with this up here? Well, they should go to on Facebook and Instagram to Bronze and Modern Gods or go to the website at www.bronzeandmoderngods.com. And we will see you later this week. Thanks, Richard. Thank you. Everybody stay safe.